That's my prayer. More of you. I say that many times when I pray. Give me more. And we all need more of the Lord. Let's turn to the book of Isaiah, the first chapter. And you're going to say, oh, we just read that not too long ago. Daily devotional. I would like to take this opportunity and say thank you for all of you that have a part in the daily devotional. I have learned so much when we have all of those long thoughts about what's going on in different parts of the Bible. In fact, I'm, I'm kind of sad when it goes back to just a real short one. I like the long ones that gives lots of information. I'm like, wow, this is really good. This first chapter of Isaiah, as I read this, and of course, <clears throat> I wonder sometimes, what am I going to preach about? I like to be the Lord's mouthpiece, which Isaiah, the prophet, was God's mouthpiece speaking to God's chosen people. And as you read through this, I have just, this, this is so good. You wonder how people get in such a place. But if you look outside these doors, you'll see that. People are in, are in such a place. And hopefully, some way, somehow, someone speaks to people, talks to, to people, lets them know that there is hope for them. But the things that these people were doing, and it says, I'll just read a little bit here. It says, the vision of Isaiah, the son of Amos. There was a vision here, and, and Isaiah was going to tell these people what God told him. And is that always easy? Not really. But in the second verse, he says, Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. God reaches out to each one of us all the time. Even after we're saved, God's still reaching out to us. And I, I, I really wanted to read verse 19 and 20. I don't like for somebody to come to a, a meeting like this and say, well, is this all we're going to hear is bad stuff? Well, you know, you usually hear the bad before you hear the good. But God has an answer. He really does. And it says in verse 19, he gives these people hope. If you be willing and obedient, 
You shall eat the good of the land. But, he said, if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And it is God's desire to help us to live and be pleasing unto him. Be pleasing to the Lord. That's that's God's desire. But he wants us to be willing and obedient. And I've, I've read this scripture a lot of times. Have you ever had a child to say, I'll do it, but I don't want to? There's some people that do the same thing today. Yeah, I'll do it, but I don't, I don't want to. You know, having the right spirit about it means a whole lot. And when we serve the Lord, it's very important that we have the right spirit. God, ju- God judges our spirit. So if we can do it as willing unto him, you know, you can be obedient without being willing. You know, I'll forgive them, but I'll never forget it. Well, what kind of forgiveness is that? I'm glad when God forgives us, he forgets it. It's done, it's gone, cast into his sea of forgetfulness, never to remember it anymore. But these people here, Israel and Judah, it was like, we like what we're doing. If you could talk to people, and I'm sure some of you do, talk to people, they like what they're doing. But do they really like the end result of what's going to happen unless they change their ways? And God God has a good end result, and that's what we should want, is to have that. So he, he tells them all of these things, he says, verse 4, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. So they're going the wrong way, doing the wrong things, But God reaches out with his great love to try and draw them back to the place that they'll say, yes, we'll do this. But, you know, sometimes people say, no, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't care what kind of life it is that God has for me. I don't want anything to do with that. But, oh, to have that what God has for us and to have the life that we live here on this earth now. We're blessed beyond measure. And does it cost anything? Well, it doesn't cost any dollars and cents. And actually, if we consider all of the benefits that God has for us, it doesn't really cost anything. We're just glad to do it. Amen? 
We're glad to follow the Lord because he has something better in store coming our way if we're faithful, if we're willing, and if we're obedient to the Lord. So it's we really have nothing to lose but everything to gain. You ever heard anyone say, yeah, but it's just lots of do's and don'ts. Well, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know really what to say about that. We do it because we want to. Do we do it because the church says we have to? No. We do it because we want to do it for the Lord. We really do. We want to do what God would have us to do. In fact, many times... I've been saved since 1974. That's a long time. And I still yet to this day, God help me to be what you'd have me to be. And I'm just kind of trying to look around the corner and say, what is that? Well, I'm doing what I feel like God wants me to do. And I don't mean standing here preaching. But I want to be what I want to be what he wants me to be. And 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 I also say whatever it takes. And I actually really mean that from the depths of my heart. Whatever it takes, that's what I want to do. And sometimes that's it takes us a lot further than we really understand. In fact, we sang, I sang a song many years ago. That's what I'll be willing to do. I'll trade sunshine for rain. It has a whole list of things. I don't remember all of them. But when we lost our older son, our oldest son, I really thought I, I did. I traded, I, I, it was a hard thing to go through. But you know, I said, Lord, that's what I'm willing to do to follow after you. If you, if this is what happens to me, thank you, Lord. And sometimes we just have to thank God for whatever happens, whatever comes our way. And it says to give thanks in, in all things. But I don't want to be like these people here in this first chapter of Isaiah. I don't, I don't want to be like that. It says, why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. The whole head is sick and the whole heart hath, is faint. But if you look down in the seventh verse, you know, we, we've heard a lot about Ukraine and the war that they're having there. This seventh verse reminds me of their country. And some of those people I've heard them on the news said they, they pray. And I believe they do. I think America has never, ever really seen anything like that here. And I hope that we don't. I, don't, I, I, I look at those people and I wonder, what would I do? We'd do just like they're doing. They're trying to leave. Some of them are trying to Keep the enemy back. But he says, your country is desolate. That's Ukraine. Their country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land 
strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by strangers. They have people coming in. And I wonder, I wonder about this. Is anybody, any person being saved because of what's going on? I'd say probably so. Because it looks as it, it looks like there's no hope of lots of those people making, and for some, they've already been, they've already died. But God help us that we stay true to the Lord. That we, and, and after the Lord Isaiah tells these people all of these things, you skip over to the 16th verse. It says, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes cease to do evil. And I think in this, in this world, that present world that we live in, there's enough of evil to go around to everybody. But I'm glad that God keeps us in that place that we can keep our eyes upon the Lord and keep on keeping on following him. And God will take us through. We don't have to fail. We don't have to turn our back on the Lord. We can just keep on keeping on going forward. And does that always mean that it's going to be easy? Did we get saved because we thought everything was going to be easy? Well, I did, kind of. I thought I'll never have no more problems, but after I get saved, I wish I could say, raise your hand if you ever thought that. I don't, but I don't like to put people on the spot. But sometimes we, sometimes we think, well, if I do this, if I do that, I'll have no problems. But we live in a world that's full of problems, but we serve a God that can do anything. Nothing is impossible with God if we will keep our focus upon him. And I pray that many times, God, help me to keep my eyes upon you because whatever's happening in all the world, God's got it under control. And he's got got it under control what's happening in our life. Sometimes we go through some things and we wonder, what will it be next? God's already got it figured out. If we can just keep thinking that God is going before us, working on our behalf, helping us every step of the way, and don't give up on the Lord. The devil... In all that he tries to do, tries to deceive us. And we hear a, lo- a lot about people being deceived nowadays. We hear, we wonder what the truth is. Well, we know what the truth is. God's word is the truth. And we're thankful that it will never, ever change. It's always the same. Even as the Lord looked down in this time, he says, learn to do well. 17th verse, seek judgment, relieve the oppressed, judge the fatherless, plead for the widow. Come now and let us reason together. Isn't it nice that God would invite us to come and say, let us reason together? I I didn't hear him saying, it's my way or else. Well, we know God's way is really the only way. It really is. In fact, I was thinking just this week, 
God's the only way that we're going to make it out of this world and to make heaven our home. God's the only one that can take us there. That's why we have to keep our eyes up on him. Keep looking to Jesus. Don't take your eyes off of him for a second because the devil is there to try and tempt you. Oh, you don't need to try so hard. But let's keep on keeping on because the Lord will help us in these days that we live in. Come come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And there is no sin that's so awful that God can't fix. He can. It's a wonderful thing when he gives us a new life. When he makes our, our lives so much better. And, we, and we've been in places, we wonder, how much better can it get? But it can get better. It really can. And one of these days soon, the Lord is going to come, and I really believe that he is. I just remember Brother Darrell said a few Sundays ago, he said, the world's exploding. Really, it is. And one of these days, the Lord's going to come down and call his people home. But let's look here. I want to read this verse again. It says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. And every one of us would say, I want the good. Amen. Every one of us want what is better. I don't want something worse. We want the best that God has for us. And he does. He has the best of the best. So tonight, I'm just about done. Let's have the best of the best. And you know, this place, when we, we get on our knees and pray when this meeting is over, it's a good place to tell God how much you love him, how much you appreciate the Lord, to make a consecration that God will follow you wherever you lead me. I'll be there. I'll do it. And so God hold us to that. One of these days, we want to make heaven our home. And I believe it's not going to be too long until we step across on the other shore. And what a day that will be. We're going to sing Psalm 285 in the altar is open. Come and pray.